0: What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: I can't complain. So, it is Black History Month. Black History Month. It's a a celebration. How you feel about Black History Month?
1: Every day is Black History.
0: Every day is Black History? I like that.
1: But, since we are celebrating... um, the month of february uh on a larger scale uh in february right we're in february for black we're history february, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah so we're just gonna honor that and um kind of discuss that today
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so i have a question for you
0: okay shoot
1: do you think schools and businesses do a good enough job of celebrating black history?
0: No, because they only speak about the same few people <laughs> every year. See, the Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, <clears throat> uh, and some others.
1: I read an article the other day saying that um, people who don't believe in celebrating Black History Month can opt their children out of learning it in school.
0: That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Why? Because even though they try to condense our history within a month, black people have contributed so much to American society with inventions, with um, pop culture, with dance, song, like all types of things. Like black history is American history. What you think?
1: I think of the quote in the pledge of allegiance where they say one nation under god and indivisible liberty and justice for all. Yeah. They say that, but it's almost as if, you know, you have Hispanic Heritage Month, Black History Month on these months, but if we are all one nation under god, mm. I think that it's fair to acknowledge all cultures and all people that contributed to the existence of the United States of America.
0: Absolutely. America is basically a melting pot. It's not just black and white. There's so many different races in mm-hmm. America, you know, and mm-hmm. each race had made a, a great contribution in their own rights.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I've kind of experienced um, some schools that make an effort based off of like the different experiences that I've had of yeah. Black History Month. Um, But even with that, it's still like a watered down version. So you would have, um, for instance, a African dance and drum like performance that the kids are involved in. But the knowledge of like the history of where it came from isn't like specifically addressed. It's just like this is Africa as if Africa is a country.
0: Mm, Continent.
1: Yeah. As if it's a country, but it's actually a continent.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's just, it's funny how like, even if you try to make an effort, it's still not quite there yet.
0: What was Black History Month like in Nation House?
1: Um, well, we didn't have a Black History Month because was every Blacks day- Blacks 365.
0: <laughs> yeah. Every
1: day. And um, I vividly remember when I first started Nation House, how- um, The alphabet, like the first classroom that I was in was in um, third grade, Mm. and that classroom had the alphabet on the wall. But from A to Z, you had a freedom fighter. So like Mm. somebody who was like a black, you know, influential activist or person um, from all over the world. So like A would be, um, you know, Aretha Franklin or B would be Bob Marley, but not just singers. You had Queen Zinga, you had like Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey but then like a little excerpt of who that person was with their picture. So, yeah.
0: So for those who don't know, what is Nation House?
1: <laughs> Nation House is an independent black um, Pan-Africanist school yeah. based in Washington, D.C. that was founded in the early 70s. I want to say 74. So it's been around for quite some time, over 40 years.
0: If that's not black history, I don't know what is. Um... Yeah, let me ask you something. What are some of the biggest contributions that black Americans have made to American society that all Americans benefit from?
1: I learned that the ice cream scoop was invented by a black person. Yeah. I learned that um, the watch was invented by a black person. Yeah. I learned that, um, what is it? What is that thing called?
0: I got a whole list if you can't think whole, of it. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. We got the three light traffic light invented by Garrett Morgan in 1923. Refrigerated trucks invented by Frederick McKinley Jones, 1940. Automatic elevator doors invented by Alexander Miles, 1887. Wow. Electric microphone co-invented by James E. West in 1964 mm-hmm. carbon light bulb filament invented by lewis lemire in 1881 color ibm pc monitor and um gigahertz chip co-invented by mark dean c um 1980 and 1999 um, Leon Johnson, this is one of my favorite ones, mm-hmm. um, the engineer that developed the mega water gun, basically super yeah, soakers. I know
1: that guy. And they yeah. acknowledged him just two years ago for his contributions.
0: And paid him. <laughs> but um, he was working for NASA as well. And there's mm. so, so many more, so many more.
1: Yes, we do have a long list of very influential black people that contributed to the success of this country.
0: Do you have any, like, favorite black inventors?
1: favorite black inventors um um i want to say is it benjamin banica i always get these two confused um the person that invented um the clock the watch and also i'm trying to think like invention is like can it count as it being like engineering as well? Like anything, architecture? It could be art,
0: music, dance, science, anything. Um,
1: yeah, I think I'll give you my top five. Okay. All right. So I think one person that I would say he's not an inventor, he's not an artist, but um, Marcus Garvey, being as influential as he was, to mm-hmm. Giving people an idea that Africans all over the globe can have a sense of freedom or, like, unity as far as, like, being Pan-African and understanding that you can be an independent entity. Absolutely. So um, just his support um, in, like, advocating for black people mm-hmm. and advocating for the independence of African um, countries to be independent, I think, was really, really profound. Um, I want to say this is going to be strange because, I mean, I guess it'll be a little bit controversial to say this, but Madam C.J. Walker. Oh, OK. Yeah. I think that
0: she was she she made some money. She man. was the
1: first black millionaire.
0: Yeah. And she made a lot of cheese. Yes.
1: Yeah, so at that time, it was very difficult for um, women, especially women with like very African features and very African hair mm-hmm. to be able to move forward um, and she provided something that made them you know <laughs> move on in this society um, yeah. so I think that her thinking and and trying to find a solution to the problem was um, was pretty, pretty smart and she ended up being the first black millionaire
0: I think a lot of black or well, a lot of Inventors. Period. They don't just make things out of thin air. They see a problem and they solve it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm.
1: My third one will be Bob Marley. Of course. I think Bob Marley's music still lives until like till now, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be very prominent in like Wami's generation as well. Yeah. But just how his music impacted so many, but also the the words that he chose to use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah fourth. Let me see. I had, I had him in my head. Um, I want to say Ya Santua. Do you know Yaa Santua? Uh, she is originally from Ghana, but um, she was the leader of the military in Ghana um, against the British, and they defeated the British, um, wow. who tried to uh, obviously <laughs> do what colonizers do. But um, yeah, I think that she was a fearless warrior, Um, and she was quite like she wasn't like very young Hmm. she wasn't very old but you know she was she was at an age that was of experience but she was a badass um and the british were trying to like steal like golden stools and things like that um and just do what colonizers do but just the fact that um she was able to take leadership and not a lot of um Women get acknowledged for the things that they do, so I'm glad that she was um given her coins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the fifth one I think shoot. Fifth person. I'd have to come back to you on that. How about you? Who are your five?
0: My five. Um, just favorite black people, period. Um I would say Tupac, you're Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I could only think about music right now. KRS One. Yeah, because that's
1: why I was been trying to think of like inventors, but I'm like shit. You just put yeah. me on the spot. I have to think about it, but um, just make it broad.
0: Broad, broad, broad. Um, I mean, we just watched the um Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really an inventor, but he was very eloquent and well-spoken and knew how to bring people together you know during really hard times Mm. and he was assassinated at 21 years old so somebody who can bring a whole city like Chicago together with gang violence and And corrupt police and 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 government officials age, plotting right? against you at twenty one. Yeah, that is a very, very, um, unique individual. Um, because what, what
1: were you doing at twenty one?
0: Twenty one. I was drinking and smoking, <laughs> and smoking and drinking, partying and partying. But it was different times, you know. It was mm-hmm. definitely, a <coughs> excuse me, a different time. What was that too? Um, I don't want to say sound cliche with Malcolm X was a very influential person. Um,
1: I don't think that's cliche. I always often hear. Well, anyway, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Uh I'm not sure. I can't think of anybody else.
1: Okay, well, I thought of my last one, mm-hmm. and I don't know her name, but she invented the sanitary napkins.
0: Oh, I I seen that article. And, yeah. And
1: um, yeah, I had no idea that was a black woman, but I don't know what. I, I don't know what they were using before. <laughs> but yeah. That's very helpful. It's yeah. very helpful.
0: Seen a problem and invented a solution.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite black entrepreneur?
0: My favorite black entrepreneur. Uh, I want to say Jay-Z. Very brilliant man. Mm. But, um, entrepreneur, yeah, i say Jay-Z. Yeah, how about you?
1: Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think I admire a lot of entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs, um, that are from the D- D- D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. Mm. I see a lot of people, like, really hustling and, like, taking initiative, you know, especially, like, in the creative industry. Um, and it th- I think it's bold and brave because it's a lot of work. But
0: it's a hell of a lot of work.
1: Like, I admire it. I admire that drive.
0: Do you have any favorite black-led television shows? No. No?
1: I don't know of any.
0: The Cosby Show, Family oh, Matters. I thought she meant
1: like TV like TV channels. I don't know why I went to channels. Um, I <laughs> Will did. Smith. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed um the Cosby show. I enjoyed Eve Show growing up.
0: Yeah. Um, Moesha.
1: Moisha. Yeah,
0: The Parkers.
1: Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, we had so many one-on-one. Static shock.
0: We are living. <laughs> single. <laughs> In a yeah. 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite joint growing yeah. up.
1: The, you know, what that's what I used to love about our shows was the music. Like, yeah. Like the intro. Like Martin was mine. Like I used Martin to love was the crazy. song.
0: And you know uh, Friends was based off of Living Single.
1: I heard that. But like I heard it recently and I'm like comparing the two. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like you could see that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nothing new to, to get them to borrow what, an what's, idea and run
0: it. What's wrong with, okay, we had um, a different world. Like early 90s, you, see, you, sh- you would usually see shows, even in the late 2000s or well, early 2000s as well, mm-hmm. you would usually see shows with influential black people in them you know black people with careers successful careers Martin in the house yeah Martin was a, a successful radio host mm-hmm. um the Cosby show uh Bill was a doctor and um mm-hmm. Felicia Rashad was a lawyer mm-hmm. you know like what happened to those influential shows i mean we got no, one show like, called black-ish. blackish yeah that's that's kind of similar I but I see where
1: you're getting with it I see where you're getting at with it. You're talking about reality TV. Yeah. Which is what we ended up going from sitcoms to reality TV. I don't know. Like, that's a good question.
0: A different world with people going to HBCUs and like celebrating that.
1: But does that mean that television is portraying life or life is portraying television? Because reality TV, there are people like that. You know, I'm not to say that there's a lot of people like that, but there's a, a small group of us that are like the reality TV shows.
0: Are we though, or
1: or relate to them, is or find it them Television
0: inter- programming, tell lie, vision <laughs> programming. <laughs> Here <laughs> du- we go.
1: Um, no, I think you're right, but I also feel like there's a reason why it's still on television.
0: Because it sells.
1: It's to who? Like, yeah, who's to, watching to it? To
0: consumers. We, we, I mean, we watch it, you know. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's crazy. like it's
1: always going to be there. And
0: But we also <laughs> watch, well, i watched a lot of, like, you know, Living Color and, you know, Martin and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I can't, your question is valid, and it, it is something that I think is an important question, but I don't know how to answer it. Like, when did it flip and, like,
0: why? When did it flip and why?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, it just seems like a cycle to me, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Because why, okay, if it's programming, why do they give us the Cosby show and then revert itself?
0: Think of everything as a whole. Think of um social movements and how they ended up. Mm-hmm. And think of... Music and how it ended up. Television and how it ended up. It's like the same thing. It starts off on a really, really high note. And then so they're like, reclines. okay, let's
1: let's let's tone it down a little bit because it's getting too... Uh, Maybe. <laughs> it's getting too black. It Maybe. It's getting too...
0: Influential. Influential. It's, it's, it's guiding people, a mass amount of people, to a certain lifestyle mm. that might make everything else that's like on the top not as important or not as relevant
1: yeah and no, i get what you're saying but i do like the fact that now we have so many options because i feel like you can dodge it and watch anything that you want now i guess because the world is smaller we have access to youtube that we could literally like search for something and find yeah even though we've watched everything but
0: <laughs> we watched everything during this pandemic <laughs> But, yeah, that was just my quick side note.
1: What are some fun ways to teach black history to children?
0: Some fun ways?
1: To teach black history to children. Like, how are you going to talk to Wami about black history?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Because I wasn't really taught much about it as a, a child. You know, maybe make up a, a song or something. I'm not sure.
1: I was about to say, through music, it's very easy. Yeah. Like, I know that when I started at Nation House, it was, like, every morning for, like, two hours, we would just sing songs. hmm Like, Benjamin Banneker built a school. He said, my people, don't you be no fool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hip-hoppers. Or the Nat Turner joint?
1: Yeah, you- Nat Turner led a slave rebellion. and br- mm. Like, literally... I know so many songs. Oh, yeah, Nat Turner is one person that I think I like. But, um, yeah, I mean, he'll have his experience learning about history when he goes to school.
0: Yeah, and we we definitely have to, like, teach him early about his value and um, his place in the world and where his people come from. Because I didn't really understand until later on in life like high school Mm -hmm. you know so
1: i think what's special about wami too is he's african and american like you know both and it'll be quite nice to be able for him to be like proud of like both places of where he comes from in Mm -hmm. like both of those histories
0: yeah how do you think um schools could do a better job of making sure black history is taught All year long
1: why is it a category like if we if we as a nation always say you know this is our country like why does it have to be confined in one month some ways is to just say like if you're on a topic about science bring up you know a scientist that's black in their history or whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think what's what's dated is the textbooks. Yeah, I think that the textbooks don't do a good job of, like, updating the information and actually putting people that look like the students that are in the class, whether it be black, Asian or Latino. Anyone that's American, I think, needs to be in there.
0: I think they um, do a, a one size fits all type textbook situation. But yeah. a lot of the textbooks that I had in, like, high school were old as shit.
1: But it's also, like, a Western perspective. I think that yeah. also the school system would probably need to change in order for that to be acknowledged, like, black history to be acknowledged to, mm. that, to that extent. What mm. are some ways that slavery continues to affect communities with African ancestry across North and Southern America? As Red well as lining. the Caribbean...
0: Redlining, um, food deserts, um,
1: Western control,
0: lack of opportunities. Like white people can be media. Excuse me, I don't want to offend anybody, but white people can be mediocre and still succeed in life. You know, not all white people, but certain white people uh, who, people
1: who are privileged who
0: grew up with. Wealthy families, well off families, and great communities, you know, it shows that when there's lack of funding within a community, when there's lack of jobs in a community, that creates crime rates and mm-hmm. that creates like stress and trauma. But on the other side of the spectrum, when someone doesn't have any of those disadvantages, they have time to... Their brain develops and they can think about other things rather than stress and trauma.
1: Yeah, I can agree. I think that um, people who are privileged have the privilege of being or feeling adequate. Yeah. I think what has hindered us us as a group of people is the fact that we are stemming from a place that was really horrifying and really crazy Mm -hmm. to the point where sometimes... We lack the feeling of adequacy or we lack a feeling of stability in terms of like, I can be this and you know, I'm gonna be great at it or whatever. Like there's nothing that's gonna hinder my greatness.
0: Equality.
1: Yeah. So it's like sometimes even though someone whose privilege is working at hundred percent, we may have to work two hundred and fifty percent in yeah. order for it to be great. You know Absolutely. if not perfect. But um, there's also no baggage, like there's no historical baggage, like a lot of people may be able to have generational wealth, whereas some of us can't, don't even have a place to start, you know? Yeah,
0: I Um, read this study that it said um, the average black household, it would take uh, up to 250 years for a black household to catch up to like white wealth Mm -hmm. like generational wealth and shit
1: and it's like sometimes it's normal for like people who come from a certain like family to go on gap years and do very interesting things because your family you know put their monies together so that you can like take off for a year Mm -hmm. and not do anything whereas like that could be a different story from someone from a different dynamic you know that didn't have that pull or that, you know, money of wealth. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, you know, I guess from the labor of of, of slavery, but you know Yeah.
0: Like, and the reality is different. Like if your reality is growing up in a nice house, it's like you're in a bubble. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and each each class, each race, each person is are in their own bubble, mm-hmm. bubble, and they only see reality a certain way that's inside their bubble, you know. And I think it would be hard for a privileged person to understand um, the other person's um, realities because I don't, I don't. I don't I don't even think they'd be able to see that reality. Like, I don't want to say they won't acknowledge it, but it's like they can't see it at all. You know what I mean?
1: I think for ourselves, like speaking on like us as black people is the lack of acknowledgement of our african ancestry. Yeah. Not all of us 100% are like keen on accepting that we come from africa period, you know? Yeah. Not to take away from the fact that you do have an experience of like the american life, but at the end of the day, you know, an italian american that's never been in italy can say he's italian because yeah. he is. You yeah. know, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's american, but our lack of like pride in just saying that we come from african descendants. Yeah. some of us are embarrassed to say it some of us are just like disgusted to say it I don't know why but it's just like not wanting to be associated with that fact.
0: some people just don't know
1: yeah. or
0: care to know that's true um, why do you think before the civil rights movement black people were more readily accepted in the military and professional sports but not in other parts of society
1: say that one more time
0: Why do you think before the civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. black people were more readily accepted in the military and professional sports, but not in other parts of society?
1: I think that um, for the military question, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I believe that um, we were somewhat um, outnumbered Mm -hmm. because black, well, this is my own theory. I'm not saying this is fact, but I believe that they were outnumbered and, you know, instead of having, like, black people do the labor and do other things that they were doing right now, they were like, okay, we're outnumbered and we're going to lose this war if we don't include these people in the war. Um, But secondly, I do feel like we are looked at, or our black men are looked at as, you know, people that have strength that are able to, like, you know, withstand or, like, you know, take the pain in a sense. So that's why you kind of get, you know, oh, he's a fighter or, like, oh, you know, he did this or whatever. But I think that's where it stemmed from is the fact that they were outnumbered and knowing that we can do a job regardless of what they feel. Like, I think there was a study done that they were saying that, you know, black people have you know feel less pain than other races mm. so i just think if if their mindset was there that's kind of like you know probably what they would do okay all right he's gonna you know be in the field doing this thing or she's gonna do that or whatever like mm. it was already in their minds that we are less than mm. um so whatever is like quote unquote the dirty work or like you know going to war or something is just like yeah well whatever yeah. <laughs> so i kind of feel like it stemmed from there but um I don't know.
0: Because I also think
1: about, like, basketball, you know, all the sports sports and things things, like that. The sports thing is just our strength or, like, you know, that we're good at things. It's obvious that black people are good at a lot of things. Yeah. So maybe the fact that you have these, you know, big, tall and strong and fast people, Mm. It's, it's not a myth that, you know, they are black people that are capable of doing amazing things so why not put them in the sports they could run faster they could do this they could do that you know like I don't know it's probably
0: I have a theory um, on the first one the military one um, the displacement of the black man in the household um, will destroy a black community the extermination of a lot of blacks. So it's less to worry about in the America. Americans, you know. Um, this,
1: yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's to just, cut you up. Mm. But you could say that about like, you know, the crack epi- epidemic or like things that are set up in a way to strip the black family apart.
0: Basically. It's just basically so the same like little, thing they did during little slavery.
1: Sprinkles of like Distractions.
0: It's the same playbook. So it
1: could be the same for the television question that you had. It could be just trying to separate us further from each other.
0: Yeah. And a sports thing, man. It's just like Romans in the Colosseum, like, white people like to be entertained, and (laughs) black people are some of the most entertaining people. Like, our rhythm, our songs, our athletics, like, some of the most athletic people in the world in the world is is black people. Seren- Serena Williams, um LeBron James, you know like Usain like
1: Bolt like you know
0: what i mean? Like yeah. Usain Bolt is a beast. Yeah, like I see what you genetically, mean. I
1: see
0: where you're going.
1: genetically
0: genetically mm-hmm. black people have certain advantages that other people in the world doesn't have. Hmm. You know, I don't want to sound like a like I don't want to say that word. Superior is, is it
1: scientifically proven? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think that you have to say. I don't mean to offend people if it's scientific. I'm just saying, like
0: genetically, black people. In Africa, like the whole continent, mm-hmm. there's so many genetic differences within the continent. You have some countries where Africans are extremely tall and lanky. You mm-hmm. have some continents where Africans are really short pygmies. You have some continents where you got Africans that's extremely brilliant. You got... Uh, another country where Africans are extremely good at music, dance, you know. Um, not saying that's lacking from the other countries, but it's just.
1: Oh, like the other continents. You're just saying that.
0: Yeah. It's just, like as a whole. As a whole, like Africa is is it, it's a, it's diverse in itself. Genetically. Mm-hmm. That's deep.
1: What do you think of the Back to Africa movement and the creation of Liberia?
0: I think the Back to Africa movement is extremely good. You know? Uh,
1: I think it has its cons, but I think more good than bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's distant relatives, you know? Mm-hmm. You got cousins that you don't like. You got cousins that you... That you do like, but you should still love each other because we're family. Yeah. Sorry. What do you think about it?
1: Um, I think, like I said, it's good, but I also see cons in it.
0: What's the cons? Um,
1: back to Africa movement, I think, is great. I think that it's wonderful for people to go back to the continent, um, no matter what country they choose, to you know be educated and learn from Uh, but I do feel like going with the perspective of thinking that it'll be similar to where you reside um, may not make your experience influential or in a positive light Hmm. Um, I think that there are a lot of things that Africa has that we don't have here And vice versa. So I guess I'm, you know, thinking of the topic of ethnocentrism, like, don't go thinking that it's going to be somewhere that's going to be where you currently reside. Yeah. Just to go with an open mind and be willing to be open to the culture.
0: It's still good to learn from each other as well, though.
1: Absolutely. But that's the thing. Like, I, I think that it's it's very nice to do that exchange. But knowing that you can't just go in a country and be like, well. I'm not gonna eat that food or like be rude about the culture. That's all I'm saying. Just to be have an open mind on both sides and not judge one another.
0: I'm not gonna eat that food. If it looks nasty, I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> um yeah, so um I keep saying um, I need to stop saying, um, what do you what does hip hop mean to you as it relates to the black experience in America?
1: Hip hop is a black experience, but mm the pillar or the um motivator of other genres that came after mm. hip-hop so I, I you know when you listen to like pop or when you listen to country music you could see not you you may be not hearing it but you could see the influence of hip-hop style yeah there's a lot of like There's a lot of things that stem from hip hop. You have style, Mm. you have like swag, all of that stuff Mm. um, that I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've done a little bit of research and I think hip hop started way earlier than what we think within like black America community, community. Isn't it poetry? It's poetry, but over a beat. Um, I seen this old video, I forget what the group name is, but it was back in the nineteen twenties mm-hmm. and it was like um a, a jazz band held like a loop beat and they just kept it in the pocket and this guy was like do 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 do, mm-hmm. do, do 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 But do, I think do, do, of
1: that or like um James Brown, even though yeah. it's like a song, it's kind of like bop, bop, bop. Yeah. Boop, James know, like, Brown was
0: like the first official rapper, though. So, like.
1: like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's some songs that didn't have, you know, there wasn't a category called hip hop, but there's a lot of music that could be in that category had it yeah. been known as hip hop <laughs> back
0: then. Yeah. Well, hip hop is just like the the baby brother of, you know, right all the music that came before yeah, so the jazz, like blues. It's like a remix version yeah, of stuff. Like yeah. a whole bunch of different things. soul, all that good shit.
1: Yeah. What is your favorite moment or story from Black history?
0: My favorite moment or story from Black history? <sighs> I'm not sure if I have any favorites because there's so many. There's so many. Yeah. You know.
1: I think for me, and you're probably going to roll your eyes (laughs) because it's politics, but like seeing um, the first inauguration.
0: Oh, Barack Obama. Yeah. Like that was
1: just dope to me. The fact that like. That
0: was pretty dope.
1: I was just living and seeing it, you know, when you kind of, like, hear, like, Martin Luther King and all that stuff from, like, your elders or just history in it, in the books. But just actually being there, that's mm-hmm. something, like, I'm going to bore want me to death about. Yeah. The fact that I, you know, was able to be a part of that.
0: I don't think this is, well, this is not, like, world black history, but my personal black history is when I brought my first... Um, Tupac Shakur CD and it's like you know when you first become conscious of what the artist is saying in the music
1: and you understand everything word for word
0: everything word for word that was like a a, a big a big part of my upbringing like in my late teens and stuff yeah just understanding and listening to the music and I don't know Because it's hard to say. We've had a ton of great moments. That's not only in America, but all over the world, you know, centuries, decades. Like it goes way further than a lot of us know.
1: Yeah. I even think about like Olympics where, um, the olympic athletes had their fists up in the air yeah and that was like a complete no-no and an embarrassment to america but that was such an influential like moment for black people because we already knew what that meant and what was up. yeah we made it <laughs> you know but just those subtle like that's what it is like subtle things that we don't say with words that we can like all emotionally feel because we know what that language means yeah. from a gesture, or like you know how you kind of have like an underground like lingo that nobody. Hey.
0: Or when you're like, walking down the street and you see another brother, assistant, you both of y'all simultaneously give each other the head nod. nod.
1: You know it's funny um, when I would go in summers in Greece with my family. They would rarely be black people. But when we saw that one black person, guess yeah. what happened? The head nod. The nod.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love that. I love that about it. You us.
0: could be a whole world away. You,
1: Everybody knows what the nod means. No. I, see <laughs> <laughs> I see you.
0: I see you over there playing. Um, why do you think most people haven't heard of the Tuskegee syphilis study or the Henrietta Lacks? What do you think? important to know about these cases of abuse in the name of medical research?
1: If we know our history, I think no one can rewrite it for us without us knowing that it's been rewritten. Hmm. I think that we should all be able to take the initiative um, as black people to learn our history and know the great moments, but also the scary moments. Um, And I would be you know, kind of like on the side of not doing my research enough as an adult, because I had that privilege as a kid. You know, going yeah. to a school that was um, predominantly focused on African history, but the fact that now I'm an adult and I didn't know about Henrietta Lacks until there was a Henrietta Lacks movie or yeah. the the syphilis case. But I think that it's it's important to know because. It's part of our history, but the fact that, like, me becoming pregnant is the only time that I knew that there was a black morality rate for black women.
0: Yeah, mortality.
1: Mortality. Mortality. I always get mortality rate for black women in Washington, D.C. Like, things like that are important because Mm. you don't want to be in the position where you're in the hospital, people ignoring you, and you feel like they're being mean, but it's already, like, historically a thing that happens. Yeah. So you're not really being quick about what what's actually going on.
0: Let me ask you this. do mm-hmm. you think that they're still doing similar experiments, experiments? today? Um, it can't be that far of a reach. It can't be
1: no, I don't think they are the I don't think they're doing it as much as they did in the past, but I do feel like when we have the black mortality rate of black women Mm. in this country, it's like, okay, how can you guys still be saying that black women don't feel pain? Yeah. You know, when we're human. And I think that if black women aren't being listened to in that space, it's like they're intentionally, you know, Mm. making it difficult or intentionally doing quote unquote, experiments to see how far, They can hurt somebody without them making it on the other side.
0: I think America is one big social and science experiment.
1: You could be right. Who knows? Yeah. What does hip-hop mean to you as it relates to the black experience?
0: We just had that. We just had that question. Um, (laughs) Oh. I think that's all of the questions. What something you think most people don't know about Martin Luther King? I know one.
1: Um, you go first. Let's he see used what to smoke
0: cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow! I think everyone in that era <laughs> that was a <the> male <laughs> smoked cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, that he was just as. Radical, up to a point, as Malcolm X. Yeah, like he went beyond.
0: At first, he was peaceful. Yes. Then he was like, "Hold up!" After, like, after y'all a while, tripping. they were like, "All
1: right, you, you guys." Like yeah. they unified at, at some point, and I think that's when they decided that they both needed to go.
0: The FBI said they don't want any black messiahs, and that's exactly what they did. They assassinated a lot of people.
1: What are some things you think um think people outside the black community don't understand about African American African American vernacular English and code switching?
0: African American English I think we cre- created our own lingo because our natural native tongue was stolen from us. So it's like only natural that we come up with a certain, um, I don't know, maybe it's in us. Maybe it's in us to talk a certain way. But
1: Ebonics is like Creole to me, or like Patois, where yeah. it's like just a remix of... But Ebonics <laughs> is
0: different no matter, like, in the different states you go. Like, D.C. Ebonics is extremely different from, like, New Orleans
1: mm-hmm.
0: slang or Atlanta slang, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, I don't know, black people, we always got to put sauce on something.
1: I love it. That's yeah. That's one of the unique things about us that, you know, it's kind of looked down upon, but it's actually quite creative if you think about it.
0: Yeah. Um, representation matters. How has representation or the lack uh, therefore shaped you? Thereof shaped you, excuse me.
1: Um, It, it shaped me quite a bit. I think... I think I told this story to you before, but just being in a school in um, Zimbabwe where my teacher was just like, you'll never be Princess Diana. Hmm. But the fact that Michelle Obama became the first lady of the United States, I can kind of smile and be like, you know, <laughs> I hope yeah. she remembers she told me that because that's a different story. But just seeing how, how far we've come. I know a lot of the time we talk about Maybe not how far we've come, like because of things that have distracted or hindered hindered us from progressing, but they're like small accomplishments, or the fact that we have all these brilliant Black innovators and entertainers mm-hmm. that are keeping hope alive for us, or making us want to look forward to the day. I think is still great. Yeah. How about you?
0: I believe that black people in America can do anything with the right motivation and resources. You know, we have scientists, astronauts, doctors, lawyers, hip hoppers, dancers, singers, actors, like there's nothing, no profession a black person hasn't touched in this country or across the world. And that in itself is freaking amazing to me
1: even the fact that we can code switch yeah you know like even the fact that we can move in one space one way and then you know unfortunately that's not something that should be done but the fact that we can
0: we adapt we we adapt adapt to the circumstance and the situation
1: we adapt very well to our circumstances yeah yeah
0: yeah What's what is your favorite film or documentary about the black experience? Hmm.
1: Oh, God, why would you ask me that? Okay, so last year we watched Lovecraft Country. Yeah, I think that. And I'm not I'm not going to say this anymore because now I am, but I never used to be a sci fi person. Um because it wasn't like something that i was into but with you enjoying that type of thing i feel like sci-fi has always acknowledged black people yeah or like always painted them in a light that was as if they were equal
0: that's only recently though because like early 90s there were not no black people in space but you <laughs> had star Sam- trek yeah, I mean, all those people they were innovators. In they were innovators. But that was like one show out of an ocean of.
1: Yeah, I hear what you're you saying. What I mean? But I'm like the fact that, OK, I can re- relate to books like Octavia Butler writing yeah. about the experience of like like Afrofuturism was very prominent, like in most of these big sci fi films. And just that, that um, series, Lovecraft Country, just made me feel so proud of the fact that we are resilient people, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of what circumstances that we're in. And it shows, it, I don't know, it just shows like you can still be brilliant and still be beautiful and still be amazing despite the circumstance. Like yeah. we always shine through we always push through
0: yeah 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 even in the future i think one of my favorite documentaries was um the black power mixtape um Mm -hmm. showcasing the black panthers and there were voiceovers by talib khali quest love erica badu and 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 so on Mm -hmm. and they spoke a lot about angela davis and pretty much everything going on through that era Era, you know a lot of information that i didn't receive in schools i received in that (laughs) documentary how does a deeper understanding of black history enrich people's understanding of what it means to be an american as a whole
1: one more time for me
0: Damn, I lost a question. Uh, How,
1: well, I can try and figure it out. How is black history important for everyone in America? Is yeah. that the question? Yeah. Um, this question's annoying like that. I, th- I believe that it's annoying because if we consider all of us who live in America to be American or have some sort of attachment to this country because we live in it and are citizens, I believe that it's fair to talk about each citizen's history and culture and the truth of why they're here and what they go through. Hmm. I think it's fair. If we're all citizens of America, we should all know about each other, not just one, you know, one race of that citizenship. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Just highlight our achievements, and you know, highlight people who've done things to make our lives easier. Like create a freaking traffic light, or um, my bad, or a re- refrigerated truck, or yeah. the super soaker. Like, it, yeah. just give credit where credit is due.
1: It makes me kind of sad the fact that we don't know the information. As kids, like, if you're always hearing about, like, Christopher Columbus or somebody that doesn't look like you, what do you feel like you have a group of people that you can look up to that you know Mm -hmm. have done something? And the fact that curriculums are usually whitewashed if they decide to tell the truth. Like, they don't give you the full story about, you know, Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks. It's just like, you know...
0: And it's funny, they hated Martin Luther King back in the day.
1: Exactly. So it's like, it's it's already whitewashed and it's glorified in a way that they want you to to understand the story. It's Mm. not the full acknowledgement of what that person did and who they actually were.
0: Yeah, the curriculum sucks, man. What do you think of um, movies like The Help or... um, what was that Forrest Whitaker movie when he was uh, a butler in the White House? The butler. The, the butler. <laughs> the butler. What do you think about movies like that? Um, who receive like Oscars and, and and prominence, prominent nominations for?
1: You know, actually, academies. I I used to watch them and it didn't bother me, and I think it didn't bother me because part of that was my way of learning mm. about certain stories of these people that actually happened you know they weren't coming out of thin air like the butler was actually a true story that was about a butler who worked for the white house for years the same for the help you know but i think the problem became why do we have these stories that are so similar or come from us having to have a filter through a white face or a white person. Mm. Like, why can't we just have stories for ourselves that are about ourselves without the attachment of the white white savior savior. complex? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I watch those films, but I also prefer other types of genres where it's just solely our films. Yeah. But I could ask you the same because I'm like, you don't like those films, but you don't like Tyler Perry films.
0: Tyler Perry is different. Mm. Tyler Perry, man, the wigs are always <laughs> bad. The stories are always the same. The villain is always the dark skinned brother and the light skinned brother comes in to save the day. It's all it's always the same. Tyler Perry in the dress. Mm.
1: I actually liked Kuna. his um, Why Did I Get Married. They're pretty yeah. relevant. Like he has his moments. Like I love for colored girls. Like Tyler Perry does have his moments. But the majority of them are quite questionable. And I think they're just fillers for him to like pay for things that he's trying to do that are bigger.
0: I guess. I don't <laughs> know what his, his motive is behind it. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just too cliche to me.
1: Mm, I feel you.
0: It's like you could predict what's going to happen before the, even, the movie even starts.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other questions?
0: Yeah, I got one more. Yeah. Um... What are some ways the African diaspora continues to affect Black people across the world today?
1: Continues to affect. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna look at it in a positive light. Like I think what I love about Black people and Black history and um, Africans in the diaspora is that no matter what, we still can understand our, each other's language more than we don't. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like we are all connected by music and dance. Like we all love to dance. We love to, to like play music or like relate to music in some way, call a in response, um, pouring libation, whether or not that mm-hmm. we are aware of what we're doing. But there are so many different nuances that have carried on through our journeys and through our different spaces in life. Um, I hope I answer your question, but there's just so many things that connect us rather than separate us as a people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Just I think we should all just open the lines of communication, you know, and just talk speak with each other try to understand each other
1: what are you gonna do um for Wami like as far as like what are your thoughts in him being connected to our history
0: I love that I think he should be you know if he can do it better than I could I would I would I would love that you know
1: and better than I could too. Like, I would hope for him to be very proud of just learning about everything that's connected to us and him. Yeah. And what came before us.
0: Yeah. And then teach his future children or grandchildren so they can better their circumstance as well and just understand where they come from and just know that it didn't start from slavery. Their history is a lot deeper and richer. Mm-hmm. Than um, <clears throat> what they convey in the media.
1: Instinctively, though, our son already knows about Black history. Like mm-hmm. he loves what we love, which is music and yeah. <laughs> dancing. Yeah, just connecting in that sense. But yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I guess that's it. We've been ranting for an hour about Black history. Um. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. We must never forget that black history is American history. The achievements of African-Americans have contributed to our nation's greatness. Yvette Clark.
1: Thank you, Yvette.
0: Thank you, Yvette. And I hope you guys enjoy your Black History Month. Peace.